a big part of me was like, who am I? I don't even know who I am right now. I'm like, I'm the person who took care of him. And then there's the way other people see me, but who am I? So I feel like the last five or so years, that's the journey I've been on and I'm still on it, but I feel so much more myself than I ever have. I feel like I'm just letting my true self shine more than I ever have. And I just feel so strongly that I want all women to feel that way. I want all women to focus on that for themselves. The more we are true to ourselves, that shows up in how we are with everyone around us. And we just have so much more to give. And I mean, just think about how that affects your family or your partner or the people you work with, or even just the world. So that's how All You Are, the brand that has the robe, evolved into something bigger. And I'm I'm for sure not even midway on the journey for where I want to take it. Welcome to the Juicy CEO Podcast. Listen, it's time to give you some hard truths, so sit up and pay attention. If you don't know how to stand out online today, you have already lost. In order to create credibility, influence, and real staying power, you have to build a personal brand with some juice. So join me, personal brand strategist, coach, and breast cancer survivor, Monique Bryan, each Wednesday morning as I teach you all the tips and tricks I use to build my six-figure brand while in remission. It's time for you to get to that juicy CEO status by learning from some badass women in business who've been where you are, showing you that juicy CEOs are made, not born. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to get into the juice. Hello, my lovelies. Today, I get to speak with someone who knew me when. Yes, there are a few people who knew me when. When I was just starting out as a brand new entrepreneur, stumbling my way through it, this next guest was one of the very first companies to take a chance on a brand new brand. And it was absolutely fate because it has been almost 10 years and we are still friends. And I am so grateful to have met her and to have her in my life. She's a very special human and you will get to see why. I'd like to introduce you to Kena Paranjape, founder of All You Are, a woman's lifestyle brand. She is also the co-founder of Brika, an innovative retail concept focused on highlighting emerging artisans and designers. Kana has 20 years of experience in retail at brands like Indigo, Joe Fresh, and Gap, and most recently, Houseplant, Seth Rogen's cannabis brand. After experiencing the loss of her husband in 2014 after a long illness, she became passionate about living a life that is authentically aligned to her true self, and through her writing, workshops, and programs, inspiring others to do the same. Please welcome Kana to the Juicy CEO stage. So happy to be here. Welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to see your face. We haven't seen each other, well, I guess in summertime. Yeah. And that was even brief. Yeah, it was brief. And it was, yeah, I know. It feels like ages. It is. And we were just saying offline that we need to have a proper girl catch up brunch. But I always get I always love when I get to interview my friends who are amazing business owners here on the podcast because I'm so familiar with your story. But at the same time, I always learn something new. And one thing I know is we're always growing and expanding. Like I watch you online. I see the things you're doing. I'm subscribed to your newsletter. I see this, these, these amazing Sunday love notes you write to your audience. I'm like, Oh my God. When you get your shit together. <laughs> like I just I always can tell by people's newsletters the passion 
right? Like their commitment to what it is that they're doing. And I absolutely love like how you're blossoming and expanding. But I know you always say that our journeys show us who we really are. So please let the people know, because you've got a journey and a half, let them know a little bit about your journey and how it made you who you are today. Absolutely. And I just want to say first that I'm equally inspired by you. So, you know, even when I'm writing those newsletters, I'm like thinking about you and everything you've created. So I, I just have to say that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Hugs and virtual hugs. We're going to get all mushy so over here, guys. virtual hugs. Totally. Be prepared, people. Be prepared. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I think that in my 20s, I felt like I sort of had my path laid out for me. I had a sense of where I wanted to go career-wise. I was already with my high school sweetheart and we, we got married in our late 20s. And I just sort of saw this future kind of blossoming and unfolding in front of me. And when I was, when I was 30 and my husband was 30, he got very sick and he ended up in the hospital for four months in an ICU and nearly died several times, but managed to come through that. When he got to the other side or when we got to the other side, he had a major medical condition and issues that required like basically daily care for almost eight years before he passed away at the age of 38. So you can imagine that what where I saw my life going and how it actually unfolded were very, very different. And in my 30s, you know, when I expected to be excelling in my career and just climbing that ladder and buying a home and having kids and all of these things that I wanted for myself, I was instead looking after somebody and feeling very alone and anxious and kind of worried for my future and for his future. It was very very challenging time. And at the same time, I still managed to take care of myself, carve out space for things that were me, like Bricka and the other jobs that I had that I loved. But when he passed away, it really was this pivotal moment in my life where I had to decide, am I going to be defined by this? You know, like I felt tired. I felt in a way old in the, in the sense that I'd experienced more than most people experience at that age. But I also felt like this little spark of vitality within me. And I hung on to that. And I was like, I am 38 years old. And I looked at myself in the mirror. I'm like, where, where is this going to go? You cannot let this define you, you know? So that was really what propelled me forward. And I recently learned the term post-traumatic growth, right? And hmm. I feel like that, I mean, it's funny. I I learned it now and that was, you know, I guess eight years ago. No, longer than that. No. How old am I? Eight years ago. <laughs> I don't age a day, so I have no idea. <laughs> eight years ago. And I only recently learned that, but now I get it. I fully get it because sometimes when you go through something challenging like that, and it doesn't happen overnight, it's not like you won't wake up the next day and you're like, oh, wow, I get it. This is who I was meant to become, you know? But over time, if you are focused on growth, you really can like, you get to know the depths of your power in a way that you never would have if you hadn't been through that challenge. And mm -hmm. so now whenever I'm taking on anything new, because, you know, we're still human, we still like say, can I do that? Am I good enough? And you worry about all these things. I remember how powerful I was to get through that time and to come out the other side and to still be grounded in myself and to still have an open heart and all of those things. And that is what propels me forward. So that's really what I mean when I say that our challenges can show us who we are. Oh my God, I freaking love that. You, so many things went through my mind when you were, when you were talking like first 
having to go through, and I know there's a lot of people listening who have had to go through something in their like, what we say, like our, our age where we're supposed to be quote unquote thriving, right? Where we all think that in our 30, and for all you young listeners listening, okay, we are 40 years old. Okay. We just said it. So just so you know, they're like, (laughs) how old are these people? No, uh, I just want people to know, but. Like, I felt the same way, like in my 30s, like same feeling of, well, this is supposed to be the time where we do this and we grow the business and we have kids and we buy the house. And like my husband went through something and I also had cancer. Like, I was just like, at one point, don't you just look in the, I was like, God, what's going on? Yeah, seriously. What's up? Like, I was really pissed. I was like, everyone else around me is living the what I was supposed to quote unquote have life. I don't understand Mm -hmm. it. And I love how you said the, like what happened showed you who you were because I look back now and I'm like, had that not happened, I would not nearly be the human I am right in this moment in time. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I would never want to have what happened on my worst enemy. Like I would never, I never want that for anyone. 100%. Actually, I said that, I said that on another podcast. I said, you know, I would never wish for someone to have to go through challenging things in order to, in order to like get to know themselves better. I think there are other ways to do it, but I think, I think part of it is just sort of embracing that we are here, like in this life to experience a journey, right? And we don't get to like line up exactly what that journey is, but it's like, how are we as like the, the lead actor in our movie? How are we going to show up in our, in our journey? Right. And that's the challenge. That's like our life's challenge, essentially. And I love how, how you, you talk about the journey because I've been thinking a lot about the destination and how that clouds my judgment and my joy in the moments constantly, constantly. And I keep, and you know, I think it's no accident that I keep getting interesting things in my Instagram feed and meeting different people that recently that are saying things to me about this journey and how that's all that really matters. Like the growth is in the journey, the who you are is in the journey. Like once you get to the destination, you're either dead or you're on to the next thing. Like it's one That's of these right. two things. That's so right. I'm There's like, only the journey. You're right. There's only the journey. It's so true. What am I rushing to? I'm not That's sure. I know. I'm not sure whatsoever. So you had that similar feeling of feeling behind the ball and then eventually realizing like it made you who you are and focusing on your growth, remaining in your power. So are there things that you do? There's things that you did and I'm sure there's things you do today, but Things that have you like, cause you still go through challenges. I know there's other mm-hmm. things that you've been through mm-hmm. since. What exercise? Give some people some tips. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Are you journaling? Are mm-hmm. you in therapy? Like, give, all like, let people the all of the above things. <laughs> all of the things. No, honestly, absolutely. I think supporting, finding ways to support yourself is so important. And I did, I definitely did not do any of this by myself. Like I, whether it's a book that is like, a memoir of somebody who's gone through some hard thing or whether it's like an actual self-help book where you just find the right words that you need at the right time. Therapy for sure. I'm still in therapy every like twice a month and also like self-care practices like meditation. I think for me, I can get in my head a lot, you know, where, where the problems are just sort of stirring around in your head and you will never find the answers in your head ever, ever. You need to step away from it. You need to like 
get distance, right? You need to feel calm and grounded and know that the answers will come. So whatever you need to do to do that, like whether it's like putting on music and dancing, whether it's going for a long walk by yourself, if that's the thing that calms you. And again, like meditation is a big thing and journaling, writing down your thoughts so that they're not all scrambled in your head. I do all of the above. I love it. I do a lot of journaling. I'm currently avoiding my therapist, but that's, that's, <laughs> That's that me. is for another chat. Yeah, that, that's me not wanting to deal. I was like, no, I don't want to solve this right now. And that's okay, too. That's okay. I can be so stubborn. It's so funny. So I love all of that. And I'd like to like shift a little bit and talk about your current brand, your current company, All You Are, which, you know, I was going to ask you why you named it that, but I think it's very clear why you named it All You Are. But you started with sleepwear. Mm-hmm. And I'm so curious, why sleepwear? I mean, I love sleepwear. I mean, maybe I answer my own question. I'm like, it's cozy. It's wonderful. Everybody needs it. It makes you feel so great. But why did you choose sleepwear? You know what? It's funny. I actually didn't start with sleepwear. I started with the robe, right? So which I guess you can um... call sleepwear, but you don't really sleep in it. It's just that one product, the robe. And the robe I created because it was, it's that quintessential entrepreneurial story where I was like, why can't I find the perfect robe? And then it maybe I should create it. You know, that's literally how it happened. But this time, you know, you get ideas and sometimes they land and other times you're like, eh, I don't, I'm not into that right now. And they float away. But for some reason that one stuck. I was like, really? Nobody has created the perfect rope. And so I started to work on this project and then it got to the point where I had a, a really nice sample. I tried it on a whole bunch of friends and I had to decide, am I ordering these 500 units or not? Because you had to start with 500 minimum order quantity. And I made the call to do it. And since then, we've sold thousands of that robe. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You must have been so... Tell me about that moment, the having to decide on the 500, committing to that. Because I know people listening, taking a risk is scary, rewarding, all of the exhilarating. But I'd love to know, like, what was, what had you push the button and be like, okay, I'm going to get five, not five robes, 500 (laughs) robes. Like some of us don't even have 500 people we can talk to to sell our damn thing to. So like, what had you push the button on that? You know what? I think it was, it was that feeling of, am I going to regret it if I don't? You know, I really feel like that's what drives me a lot is, is am I going to regret it? Because I think regret is one of the most painful feelings you can feel. And especially, and I know you can relate to this too, is especially when you've gone through some really tough things, like when you get to the end of your life, whenever that is, you do not want to have regrets. You want to be like, I went for it, you know? And I think that's what pushed me there because I was like, I believe in this idea and I know that I can do it. So why am I, why would I not? And I love that you talked about that regret thing. It drives me to, it is the thing that I'm like, if you don't do it, will you be sitting here up at night kicking yourself? Like, yeah. I can't even imagine, like, that is the thing that makes me make those really big decisions. Even it's, it's that whole, like, you know, what is it? Jump in the parachute, grow your wings on the way down, something, yes, blah, blah, yes, blah. Yes, it's yes. not just something yeah, people like say people while you're building it. And there's yeah, like all a whole bunch of them. Yeah. When really what we're, what they're trying to say is nobody knows what the outcome is going to be. 
that's period, right. right? But you yeah. do know that feeling, that feeling of regret. It's like, that's the thing that will keep me up at night. So, and look at where you're at now. You've sold thousands. You've built this mm-hmm. lifestyle brand. Everybody go check it out online. You have an amazing product. I have a robe myself. So that's how mm-hmm. I know it's soft. <laughs> it's wonderful. It is one of those things that it's like, it's not hot. It, it's, it's perfect when you're cold. It's perfect when you're hot. Like it's, it's a really great piece. Mm-hmm. It's a staple. Thank you. I love it. So <laughs> talk to me a little bit about it as a lifestyle brand because there is the yes. robe, you have sleepwear, you've got yeah. other pieces, but really all you are is a lifestyle brand. Yes. Yeah. Right. So tell us yes. about that. Yeah. So it's so funny because even when I, when I started this brand, I didn't start a brand or a company. I just had this product. Right. And then once you have a product, you and I know branding 101, you have to build this story and this life around this product. It can't just be like, here's the whatever, you know? And so. I started coming up with ideas for brand names and this one just sort of came right through me. It's not like I had a list of a hundred or whatever and narrowed down. It was like, it just came to me and then it just felt perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's almost as if I knew that I wanted it it to be about more than just a robe. Like I just, it's like when I look back now in hindsight, I'm like, wow, I named it all you are. I didn't name it like best robe ever, which it is the best robe ever, by the way. But I didn't name it that, right? Like I named it like this all encompassing name that could mean so much more. And that does mean so much more. It's like about being all you are, you know? So I think like I started it that way. And then, you know, over time, as I started to build the story around the brand, and I was going on my own journey alongside of it. I realized that for me, like being all I am was like such a huge focus, right? Because after I went through that whole period with my husband, I was like, a big part of me was like, who am I? Like, I don't even know who I am right now. I'm like, I'm the person who took care of him, right? That it sort of felt like that. And then there's the way other people see me, but who am I? So I feel like the last five or so years, that's the journey I've been on and I'm still on it. But I, I feel so much more myself than I ever have, right? Like I feel like I'm just letting my true self shine more than I ever have. And I just feel so strongly that I want all women to feel that way. I want all women to focus on that for themselves. And the reason being is that the more we are true to ourselves, right? And true to who we are, that just that shows up in how we are with everyone around us. And mm-hmm. and we just have so much more to give. And and I mean, just think about how that affects your family or your partner or the people you work with or even just the world. So that's how all you are, the brand that has the robe evolved into something bigger. And I'm I'm for sure not even midway on the journey for where I want to take it. Ooh, I love that. You're not even midway. Hello, my lovelies. I hope you're listening closely because I'm about to come through with the juiciest of announcements. I don't know about you, but I am so sick and tired of Zoom learning and virtual connections. That is why I am so excited to announce that we have just opened applications for 25 badass women in business to join us in Miami in 2022 for the very first ever Momentum Personal Branding and Business Retreat. 
Yes, you heard me right. We go into Miami. But first, let's get something straight. This is not a rah-rah retreat or a conference. Momentum is a personal brand building experience. It's a three and a half day hands-on training where we get to work. I am partnering with some of the top experts in the game. I'm talking marketing, social media, PR, intellectual property, branding. And over the weekend together, we are going to show you how to position yourself as a captivating industry leader who gets those premium paying clients and aligned speaking opportunities without a huge following or hiring an expensive PR team. Basically, we about to bust your personal brand into the next stratosphere. Plus, you're going to enjoy a luxe venue with Miami vibes, get that deck and swag bag filled with pampering and business goodies, pose for a stack of juicy new lifestyle headshots, and of course, mouth-watering eats and treats that demand to be shown over on the gram. My favorite part is I've created the juiciest personal brand playbook that you're going to be able to fill out on the spot so when you leave, you are ready to implement with strategy, confidence, and ease. So if you've been waiting for a sign that it's time to level up your presence and unleash your industry expertise, then this is the invitation that you have been waiting for. So here's the thing. We have limited spots available because we want to create this curated experience for every Every single one of you who get into that room. So once the spots are gone, they be gone. So if you know you want to be there, just visit bit.ly forward slash momentum retreat. Now let's get into the episode. So tell us then, where are we headed? Is there things that you can share with the where we're headed? Like I find that you're you're very intentional about the branding of your brand, if I could say it that way, from the content that you write, from the details that you put on your product, from the how you show up, from the what you talk about. So do you have, like, I always encourage people I work with to have like their brand pillars and the things that they stand for. Do you guys do that also as a company? Yeah, I think that they're, I don't know, although I feel like you and I did it. I did a VIP day with you before mm-hmm. and, and we worked through some of that. And I think that that is all, like all of that is within the the branding, I think that it's evolving somewhat and I'm letting it be true to me, you know? So for now, I think the brand pillars are absolutely still there, but it's, it's, it's an evolution. It definitely is an evolution. I love that because our brands are continuously evolving as Mm -hmm. we continue to evolve and learn and grow. So I love, I love hearing that. Do you have any advice that you would give to other entrepreneurs who are starting out, especially like other, I'm going to say even just other people like creatives and ones who are building product based, because I feel like it's a little bit different than building a service based, not even a little bit different. It's quite a different animal building a product based business versus a service based business. And now you're a whole brand, not just the product, but Mm -hmm. any advice you have, because I mean, this is your area to people who have these product based businesses. I've got a few tips of my own. (laughs) Oh, I know you do. Absolutely. (laughs) I think the first thing is, I think you do need to understand product market fit. Like, I think that that is a real thing. And I've learned that the hard way sometimes by launching product. Like with the robe, I think I really did research the market and I did get a lot of feedback from people. And I felt this strong intuition that there was like this opportunity in the market, right? And that definitely panned out. But I would say that when I've kind of just said like, well, let's extend the line. Let's add this. Let's add this. It's not that it, that it wasn't successful. It was successful, but not to the level that I would have hoped it would be, you know? And I think that that's where 
sometimes we get so excited about the idea and the brand and all of those things, but you really do need to make sure that that product market fit is there. Do the research first. Do the research Search first. first. Yeah. Because, because mm-hmm. and it, it isn't like you're right in the service-based business. And I'm learning that too, because I'm starting to do these workshops and I'm working on a program. You can test things constantly and there's like not a lot of repercussion, right? Like you just like try something different in this workshop or write the email a little bit differently. There's so many ways to do that. When it comes to a product, I mean, I ordered those 500 ropes, like (laughs) those 500 ropes. They're here. They're here. (laughs) Exactly. So you don't want to, and if there's ways you could like obviously have smaller quantity or made to order, that's a great way to start as well. But that's where you have to weigh the risk, right? Like you really do have to, to weigh it when it comes to like investing in product. Yes, I have. Obviously, I came from product. And as I say product, mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm like scratching and getting extra. <laughs> my body's hey, different. But yeah, I'm totally I just was needed for soul of so many things that I was just like, <laughs> like, it's so painful when you don't know and you're building product and you're launching products. So what I, I love that you shared was like you started with one mm-hmm. item, one mm-hmm. item in what is it, a couple of sizes like that's it. Yes, a very easy, right. fittable item on top yeah. of that, right? Mm-hmm. So when people have like lines of products they want to launch at the same time without having the audience or knowing people are going to buy it or even proven that the market wants it, like it breaks my heart because it's such an expensive mistake yes. to make that yes. I still have nightmares about. Yes. I, still, <laughs> I was like, where are my savings? I could have been a millionaire. <laughs> and you and you still will be. You still you. will be. I appreciate it. <laughs> I won't be with product though. I'm done. But I'm glad that I have product people around me to so like I still get to like dip my toe and like get to mm-hmm. hear all of the fun stuff about it. Mm-hmm. But tell us you talked you talked a little bit about these like the workshops and the programs that you're building. So can you let us know like what are some of the workshops that you are doing? Tell us about that. I'm very curious myself. I've seen you promote a little bit of it online, so let mm-hmm. people know. Yeah, I'd love to. It's I'm so excited about it and really passionate about it. So the workshop that I've been offering for the last six months or so is called Rediscover Your Inner Spark. And it really came from me wanting to do something, having heard so many women basically say, I've lost it. Like I've lost my inner spark, you know, like obviously, you know, the last two years and the whole experience of the pandemic has made things a thousand times worse. But I would say even without the pandemic, you know, there is this stage. And I think it is like that, you know, 40, when you head into your 40s, that you feel like you've checked a lot of boxes in your life. Like, you know, like you've achieved success at a certain level. Maybe you're doing something interesting. Maybe you have that partner or the home or the family, whatever it is. But you feel like something's still missing. Like, what is it? What's missing? Like, I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel like I'm quite on the right path. I feel like there's like this inner voice that's telling me there's more, but I can't. I I either don't want to listen to her or I don't want to hear what she has to say, you know, and we silence her and then we feel bad. And I've, you know, I had gone through my own experiences with that, you know, like taking a job and loving the job and loving the actual work that I'm doing, the people that I'm doing it with but just still not feeling the alignment and it's painful. Like it can actually bring you to tears when you Mm. don't feel like you're in alignment. 
So that's what started this idea for the Rediscover Your Inner Spark workshop because it's like small groups and then we just spend two hours together and we like do the self-exploration exercises and I sort of act as the guide and we kind of, you know, rate your spark at the beginning of the of the workshop and then at the end. But I realized after doing that several times that there was definitely, you know, it was powerful, but then it ends. And then I, I got this sense from people that they were like, okay, well, what now, now what? what do I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now what do I do? So I'm working on a three month program. The idea is that it would be gathering amazing women together. And together we go on this journey of like not only discovering our, our inner spark, but then getting clear on what we desire. And then what, how do we start to like feel more, more rooted in ourselves so that we can make that happen, make our desires happen over time. Mm-hmm. Like really connecting with the all you are. Exactly. <laughs> part of it. And that's like the key thing. I really so strongly like I don't, I will never take when somebody says I want to get a new job or I want that new job. I will never take that at face value because I feel like underneath the, oh, I want that is like, because I think I should want it because somebody else thinks I should want it, you know, because I've done X, Y, Z up until now. And so, of course, that's the next step. So I that's why it makes sense for me to want it. When the truth is that underneath it all, there's a true desire that we half the time don't even give ourselves the space to hear. And mm-hmm. that's what I want to help women do. Hear themselves, their true self. Mm-hmm. I love that. And we all want that. There's so many times that I think about the noise of social media and because I've built my business on social media and I spend so much time there marketing and it's a business tool. But at the same time, like I still get very clouded by, you know, am I comparing myself to what other people are doing? Am I doing something because I saw someone else do it? Is this genuinely what I desire to be doing? Whether or not I should be doing it? Do I enjoy doing it? There comes a point where sometimes you're like, I don't even know. I have no clue if this is by my design or if I'm just going along for the ride and just going on to the next. And I move pretty fast. So I'm always like to the next, to the next, to the next, sometimes to my own detriment because I don't take the time to tap in to be like, is this really what I want? You know, Mm -hmm. so I love that you're doing that for women and we'll definitely link in the show notes to people joining the newsletter. If we have, if you have a workshop coming up at that time, we'll definitely link to that as well. So people can find out more about you and your program. But there was something I did want to ask you about. That was how you have a precious little girl, Nova. I've had the pleasure (laughs) of her and I've had brunch together. We have quite a relationship now. We've (laughs) run Green, red light, green light. She kicked my butt. <laughs> I was so slow. It was quite embarrassing, but I'm curious. You've got this little, this little girl who is, you know, just watching her on Instagram. She's freaking bright as the lightest, brightest bulb. How do you foster what you teach now for her at this young age? I'm very curious because I have a lot of moms who are listening. And as we get jaded and stuff <laughs> over time, How do you make sure that that doesn't trickle down to her and keep her, you know, in that wonder and that exploration and that spark? I mean, that's an amazing question. And what is the truth is that up until this age, I haven't had to do anything because she already has it. Right. And I think that's so jealous. (laughs) I know. I'm jealous of her too. Every day I look at her and I'm like, she's like, best day ever, mama. And she's like, 
<laughs> she's like like that all the time. And but what it teaches me is that is our purest, you know, that is like our purest form. Like we are, we have that within us. We have it. And if anything, it's now how like from now she's five. So from this point on, you're right, is that I have to protect that part of her. Like I can't protect things happening to her in her life or, you know, whatever mean kids on the playground. I can't protect her from those things, but I can protect that spark and I can nurture that spark, you know, here on, on in. But like the amazing thing is I do not have to foster it in her at all, right? It is there and we all have it. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like that's the part that's so kind of sad and frustrating is that we forget that we actually, that is our true self makes me feel like so emotional actually when I oh my god I know I'm like were we all that best day ever vibe my gosh like just like enjoying everything oh it's raining mama we haven't had puddles for a long time like just just the joy in everything the joy of puddles meanwhile I'm like looking at it's literally (laughs) raining at this moment in time and I'm like oh what's that about you know, I, and then where, <laughs> where you have that flip side of haven't had puddles. This is fantastic. We need a whole, make sure somewhere in your program is like, how do we go back to our five-year-old self? That is, you know, a, actually, I'm going to name make that a module the, like weeks. Yes. Yes. Please. Exactly. Call it like little Nova <laughs> or something because I was a friggin' like just joy, all joy at that age. Yeah. Yes. Pure exactly. Curiosity and joy. After this episode, I'll be going back there because I just feel like that's a happy place and you totally. can eat whatever you wanted. There's yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. There's that too. What, whatever your mom would let you eat. Okay, let's be real. Or you, yeah, and snuck out of the fridge when they're yeah. sleeping. Those things, those <laughs> things. Okay, so I have one last question for you, and that is, what does what at at the end of all of this, when we get to, and I know it's continuously changing, but if God forbid, you know, this was your last year, what would Kana want to be known for in the world? That's a good question. I caught her on the spot, guys. Wow, you did. You did. <laughs> okay. I think I, I know the answer to this. I would want to be known for having an open heart. And what I mean by that is that, especially over the last five years or so, there's been so much divisiveness and so much tension and so much finger pointing and labeling and all these things that are happening. And I just want us to remember that we're all humans and we're all connected. And it's not to say that we don't screw up and we don't have horrible childhoods and then we turn into horrible adults who do, or not horrible adults, adults who do horrible things or whatever. This isn't about candy coating anything, but I think that we are all humans and we're all connected to this earth just the same way that the trees are and the flowers are. And we're all, we're beautiful as all of those things. And so that's one thing is that I have an open heart. And the second thing is that I really led or inspired women to be true to themselves and to make that their life's journey, you know, is to really be true to themselves. I love it. I love it. And hopefully one day we'll get to look back at this episode and be like, see, this is who you are. You declared it. I absolutely love it. So where can everybody connect with you online? Where can people find you? Let the people know. Okay. Well, you can shop for the robe or sign up for workshops at allur.ca. That's like A-L-L-Y-O-U-A-R-E. You can follow me at Kana underscore all you are. 
or you can follow the brand at where all you are. Amazing. And we're going to put all of that in the show notes for you guys to go and check that out. But Kena, I want to thank you so much for being here, for sharing your open heart and all your spark all the time here and online. And for always having my back. I love you, girl. Oh, I love you too, Monique. If you enjoy this episode, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the juice every single week. And if you thought this episode was super juicy, it would mean the world if you gave it a five-star rating and left a review over on iTunes. So I could keep bringing the juice to more people who need it. And if you want to win some juicy swag, I want you to take a screenshot of this episode from wherever you're listening, then post it to your stories and tag me over on Instagram at Monique Bryan underscore co. That's Brian with a Y and you will automatically be entered to win. Until next time, my lovelies, keep building that brand over a business and raising your juicy CEO status.